Will and Christian in the morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Will and Christian in the morning, and happy Halloween. I like can't really hear myself. That was so loud in my ear. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. It's okay. I can't, I can't hear myself. Check one. Maybe I can now. I can. I can now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Hello. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Will. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, welcome back to the show, friend of the pod, Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. How are very you good. doing? I'm <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so it's been a bit. We're back live. Nice to be back in the studio. So uh, let's just get right into it. Will, how have you been? I've been good. Um, I'm still riding off the high of the Brentel Floss interview. Um, that was a lot of fun. If you guys haven't listened, we had the opportunity to do almost like an hour long, basically a full episode interviewing Brent Black, aka Brentel Floss, and it was a great time. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel now. If you want to check that out, just look up Will and Christian in the Morning on YouTube. But um, besides that, my week's been pretty good. I know for a lot of people, it's been very busy right now, and it's the same for me. Um, but last Friday, I I had a really cool like, experience. So close to where I live, there was a drive-in movie showing of an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which, do you all know, I love that show a lot. Um, and it was for like a charity in the area. So my mom, my sister, and I were all fans, so we went and watched. And they actually had the creator of the show, Joel Hodgson, there. Um, he came and he like played the intro and the guitar there, and he ended up going around to all the cars at the drive-in, saying hi to people, <laughs> signing autographs. So I actually got to like meet him kind of and like tell him how I got introduced to the show, which was really cool. He was very nice. Did um, you did you get an auto- an autograph? I did. I have like they had photos of him like when he was on the show and he was like he came over. He's like, can I sign this picture for you? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Really cool. um, but he was very nice, and that was just it was a lot of fun and it was very funny. So how about you, Christian? How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good, I think. Nothing um, nothing cool like you did. I also am sort of, you know, riding off the high of the Brendel Floss interview. I had a lot of fun with that, and I, know, I think it was really cool how uh, uh, it was supposed to be, like, what, like 15 minutes, and it yeah. ended up being a full episode. And then he also, like, shouted us out on Twitter, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So it's, like, a verified account who, uh, talked about us. I thought that was really cool. But, uh, you know, my week's just been, you know, kind of mellow. Work, lots of work, um, but now it's Halloween and it's the weekend, so yeah. it's nice to have a little break. Uh, Matthew, welcome back. How have you been? <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm doing well. It's, like Christian said, I have nothing that is truly as exciting as the Mystery Science Theater <laughs> thing, so I'm a little bit behind, but uh, I'm good. Weeks have been a little slow. Now work is really starting to pile up, you know. Yeah. So we're making it through. But it is the weekend. The sun is, is shining to an extent. Yes. As it has not been for the last couple of days. That's so true. That is good. So I'm feeling good. Nice. Good to hear. Yes. All right. Let's get right into it. First, we got a little bit of pre-show news. So I don't know if you guys have watched this, but uh, the old show in the 90s, Animaniacs. Yes. Created by... The goat himself, Mr. Steven Spielberg. Uh, it was a cartoon, if you don't know, a cartoon about three, I don't even know what kind of animals, it's like 
cat or dog or something, but yeah, it's I don't know what they are. It's the Warner Brothers, as in like the movies, and the Warner sister Dot. So it's Yakko and Wako and Dot, the three Warner siblings, and they just have a bunch of adventures doing a bunch of crazy stuff, whatever. But it was a pretty iconic show back in the nineties and it is now coming back for a reboot on Hulu. Uh there are gonna be two new seasons with updated graphics and references, because it was a very pop culture heavy show, lots of fourth wall yes. breaks. Um, so that will return along with Pinky and the Brain, which I think is a, maybe a little, it seems a little more popular because I've kind of... Yeah, like I that. think they're, they're just bringing back them and Pinky and the Brain in the episodes. Like I think in the old show there were a lot of side characters that it doesn't seem like are coming back mm-hmm. just because I think Pinky and the Brain were the most, the, uh, the most <laughs> popular. Yeah. So is it like a full series reboot or is it like they're doing that thing where it's like we'll make like a special episode or you know Uh, what i mean so they are returning for two new seasons each with i think 13 episodes so Uh. it's sort of like not really like a new series i think it's more of um just a revival like two extra seasons of the original show because they're gonna like talk a lot about like oh this back of the original show or like like they know like the three of them know that they've been off the air for like however many years i think like 20 years or 22 years yeah that's really crazy uh but that will be premiering on hulu um i think november 20th is when it comes out Mm. that first season and then the second season of 13 more episodes will be premiering sometime in 2021 but i watched i've watched a little bit of the original show and i think it's pretty funny and i'm a little excited for this yeah, I'm I'm more of a fan of like the songs from the show because there's mm-hmm. some banger songs. I feel like everybody knows like the nations of the world, even if you haven't seen the show, um, the president's song. There's so many that are just really good, and I feel like they used to have a song like every episode. So I'm hoping they continue that trend and have some new songs. Um, yes. But next up, there's some new Doctor Strange rumors. So. Uh, I think the film is starting to film soon. I can't remember what I saw on that, but there's rumors on like what's going to be in it. So we've talked about the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man multiverse mm-hmm. type stuff in Spider-Man 3. There's rumors that they're going to be in this movie uh, as Doctor Strange is like messing with the multiverse and everything. Uh, there's also rumors that Ryan Reynolds is going to show up as Deadpool and that's how, be, how he'll be introduced into the MCU. Uh, and then... Also, the return of Rachel McAdams and Tilda Swinton uh, playing their characters, uh, Dr. Christine Palmer and the Ancient One from the last movie, except I don't know how Tilda Swinton's going to come back because the Ancient One, um, spoiler alert, died in the movie (laughs) in the last (laughs) movie, so not sure what they're going to do. And so, yeah, I'm not, we still don't really know what the plot's going to be besides that multiverse stuff is going to be involved. Something with uh, Wanda. I think yes. she's because I think the WandaVision show is leading directly into this, into Doctor Strange. And I believe the Loki show is also going to lead into this. So I, hmm. I think that both Scarlet Witch and Loki will be in this show because all three of them are sort of like magic wizard thing users kind of thing. So yeah. I think that would make sense if that happens. Hmm. Um, it should be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, next up very uh interesting piece of news um like we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago how uh jamie fox's electro was coming back in doctor strange that's confirmed in right? spider-man oh spider-man sorry uh, yeah uh electro coming in 
uh, Spider-Man, and we thought that was a weird casting. So another piece of weird casting, Jared Leto's Joker is supposed to return <laughs> in the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which is like the director's cut. And He didn't even direct the movie, though. Did he? I thought that was J- uh, Joss Whedon. I... Or like he was going to, and then he didn't, and now I don't even. But uh, Jared Leto will be returning as Joker. Um, I don't think he did a very good job in Suicide Squad. That was a very, that was a bad movie. It was yeah, was quite whack. (laughs) But um, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, am I going to watch Justice League Snyder Cut? Probably Mm -hmm. not. I will. It just is. I want to see how this turns Uh, out. We'll see. But I. I don't know. I'm not very interested. Yeah, I... I don't know why they would... Because they're, they're refilmed. Like, they're filming new stuff for this. From a movie that already came out. And... I didn't I didn't see the the new Justice League movie. Was it any good? Either. I've heard it was bad. That's the one with Superman, like, CG mustache. Um, <laughs> which, like, I hope they fix that. <laughs> um, but... I don't even know... Like, what, where would you even put Joker if the movie's, like, already happened and there's already a villain in the movie? Yeah, but, I, Maybe they'll sneak him in for another, like, seven minutes of screen time like they did in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably going to be, like, a cameo. Yeah, yeah oh. he probably is. They can't have, like, a significant role in the movie. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, but that should be... Uh, yeah. I'm not going to pay to watch know. it, but I'll watch it. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> once it hits, uh, like... Netflix or whatever. Um, so next up, I have seen this everywhere. Marketing for this has been literally everywhere. Borat two subsequent movie film. Um, have you guys seen this everywhere? Because I've I seen have seen it everywhere. So um, the the Borat two Sacha Baron Cohen uh, the first film in two thousand six extremely like offensive and crazy and outlandish. It was a huge hit when it came out. Uh, so. 14 years later he's decided to come out with a sequel i'm not sure like why now but um if you haven't seen the movies it is the story of borat uh sagdiev a uh reporter from kazakhstan who comes to the u.s to learn about u.s customs and there's a story to the movie but it's also basically just him sasha rankon going out in public and trolling people and doing extremely offensive and crazy things um but behind all of that it's supposed to like kind of show american culture and some of the problems with it um and the second movie deals a lot with like the coronavirus and the election and everything going on right now so there's scenes where he's talking to like politicians and they get fooled into having an interview with him and just crazy stuff happens i watched both like this past week uh they're not for like the faint of heart but they are actually very good and if you can get past like the the offensiveness and the craziness which are kind of the point like they're definitely entertaining um and obviously they've been a big hit like in the past and they really went all out on the marketing for this one so yeah like i see on like youtube like bora is hanging out with like david Dobrik. Yeah. like they're i feel like they're really kind of pushing the marketing like a little too hard like, yeah literally everywhere it worked though because it made me watch the movie i mean i kind of want to watch it now. Would, would you recommend the second movie yes i think the first is better i agree. the second I, well i only saw the first one which i thought was it was it was good but also it's a little questionable the se- yeah the second is not as good and i think they had to kind of like adjust because of coronavirus because like at one point in the movie the tone just shifts to like the virus and quarantine and stuff but mm-hmm. there's really some 
like there's stuff that seems like it would be completely scripted that is totally real and it's crazy but um it's on they're both on amazon prime for free you don't have to pay 30 dollars to stream the new one um i would recommend it but just be prepared to be a little like grossed out or Mm -hmm. offended (laughs) (laughs) so one more thing before we get into our main topic um pretty big happened this uh last or yesterday uh, the Mandalorian season two has officially begun. Yes. Uh, the first episode of season two dropped yesterday. It was uh, just what chapter nine. Yeah. I think it was called. Um, do we want to talk spoilery? Spo- yeah, sure. It just all right. So warning for anybody listening, there are we're about to talk about some spoilers for the new episode. So if you have not watched it, um, I don't know. Turn it off, but but come back maybe in like mute. or yeah mute for maybe for like I don't know five minutes something like that. It's we're not going to talk yeah, too, long, not too but long. Spoiler alert! Here we go. Okay, so um, the Mandalorian it goes to Tatooine again, again, but it's a different part of Tatooine. And first, sort of big reveal, we got the the warden of the town, uh, played by Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. And he is wearing Boba Fett's armor. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Uh-oh. It doesn't look right on it him It looks very awkward on him. <laughs> um, but then he, uh, Mando, uh, the Warden, and some Tusken Raiders, and the people, they all fight off a big sandworm. And, like, I think you said it's kind of like a Knights of the Old Republic. That's what I game. saw. Apparently, like, it's a crate dragon, and there's a, a mission in that game where you, like, have to fight one almost exactly how they did in the show and then you get a pearl from it which they find in it after they yes. kill it um so i guess fans of that uh thought mm-hmm. that that was pretty cool so i think overall it was a cool episode i thought it was just sort of cool like more world building or whatever but big reveal at the end so mando is speeding off and then it pulls back in the distance you see a guy standing there and he turns around boom it's tamora morrison most likely Wait for it. Boba Fett. What? What do we think? <laughs> I, mm, I mean, my first reaction was a little annoyed that they're bringing back Boba Fett. But to be fair, Dar- they brought back Darth Maul after getting chopped in half, and he- they made him into one of like the best characters. So <laughs> I guess I'm really not allowed to be that mad. But um, I think you'd be a little mad. I can be a little <laughs> mad. Um, yeah. well, well. So I think my legit thing is that I really like the new characters that they're making in the Mandalorian, and I don't want too many old characters. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think this could be interesting, and it might not even be Boba Bob Fett. It could be literally any of the clones. That's true. Um, but I do think it's cool that they brought back Tamora Morrison, who played the clones and Django in the movies, um, and now he's back for to play some clone in this, so... Oh, this is pretty exciting. I Do you think he will be a permanent or semi-permanent character? I think it'll be like a one-episode thing, if I'm being... Or maybe he'll show up for one episode and then show up at the end like some of maybe. the characters mm-hmm. did. Um, I I don't care that much about Boba Fett, so they were like the reveal... It was good, but it, it's never going to top the opening the thing and seeing freaking Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, which, speaking of, I think they did a good job of not... Uh, overindulging in the mm, use of Baby mm-hmm. Yoda because I was so afraid that he'd be in like every shot doing crazy stuff. Yeah. But they like he's there. He's just kind of chilling yeah. and 
they, I think they know what they're doing with yeah, that. <laughs> I did like when they were in the like the fight ring, and this was a moment in the trailer. Is like Mando like sort of unlocks his like whistling whatever arrows, yeah. and then Baby Yoda like looks at him, and then he like slaps the button and closes his cradle, which I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but yeah, Boba Fett back in Mandalorian. Oh, and I want to mention, um, shout out James for the Berg who pointed this out. Because when he first watched it, he did not realize that Boba Fett was coming back. <laughs> but he said, we talked about it a little last night after I watched it, and he said that R5 is back. He, and R5 is the droid in episode four that Luke was going to take, but then he blew up, so then Luke took R2. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, James said it was, he's like, oh, this is a big deal. Which I did not notice. I, I guess it was in, like, the... It was when he was with Amy Sedaris, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she mm-hmm. was pissed off at the droid or something. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess R5 is back. I don't know. But I thought I should mention that. So, shout out mm. James and the Berg. Yes, but I'm looking forward to the <laughs> next episode, seeing who else they bring back, because I feel like they're probably going to do pull something. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, how long it's going to be before we see Ahsoka. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it should be a fun time next week. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into our main topic. Um, I don't know, Matthew, you're the guest. What are we talking about today? Why are you here? <laughs> That's a good question for existential discovery. No, um, <laughs> I am. Today we're talking about psych. Psychology? No, not psychology. That's actually next week's episode. <laughs> um, we're talking about psych. Uh, I believe it is. I want to say, like, 2006. I think so. Something like that. Television show premiered. Oh, I wish I knew this one in advance. I want to say it was on the... The USA. USA. Was it? Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys are the better ones at that. Yeah. um, It was a television show. It ran for probably, like, a little under a decade. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember the dates. I think eight, nine seasons? Eight seasons. Yeah, it's eight seasons. And two, two movies. Mm-hmm. It um, main plot is very similar. It's kind of, and they mentioned it a couple times in the show. It's very similar to The Mentalist, although it is a comedic spin That's on the better. plot of The Mentalist. Which I, I will admit, I've never seen, but I've seen some. I'm it's, sure. It's, I don't know how good it is. It, I don't think it's as good as Psych, Ooh. but. <laughs> Um, yeah, there, uh, we have a list of main characters. Our main character, Sean, he is a, we'll say he's like a little bit of like a deadbeat. Sorry. <laughs> Not to, it's like to a certain extent. He's a little, he's a little immature and he, um, has enhanced observational ability. So he he picks up on on particular details that other individuals wouldn't recognize by looking at them. So he is very very keen in that department. So many people think that he is a psychic because he can notice things that other people mm. wouldn't would happen to not notice, mm-hmm. and then makes it appear as though he is psychic by applying that. Mm-hmm. So the whole plot of the show is he works for the police department as a special. Uh, I guess consultant. Yeah, consultant. Good one. Um, as he is a psychic who solves crimes, although he is not a real psychic, so that's kind of the 
the central point of the show. Yeah, but so the whole point of the show is just Sean going around solving crimes, pretending to be a psychic. Uh, him and his best friend, Burton Guster, also yes. known as Gus, also known as many, many other nicknames. Key Butter Snaps. Uh, what is it? Gus TT Showbiz. MC Clap Your Hands. Lego Ego. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, Sean and Gus uh, run a psychic detective agency called Psych, hence the name of the show. And um, people come in looking for supernatural sleuths to uh, solve their crimes for them. And like Matthew mentioned, he often helps out at the Santa Barbara Police Department, uh, helping them solve crimes. So each episode pretty much is like a different criminal. But so it's like a crime show with more of a focus on comedy. Like, you know, Sean and Gus do a bunch of goofy things, but also people get murdered. So it's sort of, you know, I think it's a good combination of sort of crime drama and comedy and yeah. i think it does it really really well yeah um i have never been a big fan of just like the average nbc crime show like ncis <laughs> or csi or and nci ncsisi um like there's so many of them <laughs> um there's so many and i guess they're or like numbers we used to watch numbers a lot in high school mm-hmm. when like substitute was in class but um like those the shows aren't necessarily bad but i feel like they're all extremely similar uh there's a character who's like the lead guy who's really good and there's the person who's like uh the forensics person who is good like there's no the characters aren't don't have that much alternatively to them. the main character in every crime show is a detective who has like some unorthodox way of solving crimes or he breaks the rules when he solves cannon. the crimes and then he the like loose cannon. and then he's yeah mm-hmm. and they're like you're you're gonna get yourself fired and he's like i just got off the phone the with the mayor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but so this was that made me a little hesitant to watch this i think like i'd heard about it in the past but then you guys had kind of convinced me to give it a try and it was very refreshing to have a show like that that like there's still the mystery aspect and like who who did the crime but it's also like it's funny and they're getting into crazy antics and there's like running jokes and things that none like these other shows i feel like it all just feels like filler content like for your like not the episodes aren't filler but it just in general it feels fillerish i don't mm. know but um i like think it, it's like a big parody on that genre of television yeah. Which I, I I believe I'm sure it still is, although I'm not particularly well versed. Uh I'm sure it is still a very popular genre because like you said, there are so many shows that um kind of like encompass the same theme. So I think they kinda of made this I guess like riding off the, the curtails of that genre and making it into something funny and spinning it off, I suppose. Yeah. But uh I think the kind of whole point of this episode, I guess this is sort of a little mini series we're doing, but we just kind of want to talk about the show and talk about why we like it and why we think you should watch it. You know, you are listeners. And so we just talk about, you know, talk a little bit about the show, why we like it. And hopefully you'll check it out too, because I think at all the whole show is streaming both on Amazon and Peacock. Yeah. But if you want to watch the two movies, 
those are only on Peacock, I think. Right? Maybe the musical? I'm not sure. I think the musical is also only on Peacock. Yes, that's right. There is a musical episode. (laughs) We'll get into a little bit Um, down the line. Yeah, I just... I think also one of the reasons that we're doing this now is because I just finished the series. It took me... I started at like the beginning of sophomore year so it took me like an entire year to finish Ooh. the show um and don't then, let that intimidate you though the show is quite easily digestible yes yeah, so oh, i'm just, just, bad, I'm at just bad at watching television it's i'm very slow <laughs> shows. It's, i'm still on season three of clone wars and i started it last year also mm-hmm. um but i am on season four of bojack so yeah not that bad but um <laughs> the we also just finished uh the second psych movie last night which none of us had seen um so we are officially done the series we're Um, all done all done so that's another reason kind of why we're we're starting this up now Mm -hmm. yeah so uh i guess we can talk a little bit about characters maybe break them down a little more so like we were saying sean spencer a bit of a loose cannon doesn't play by the rules um (laughs) fake psychic so i think sort of his backstory um, his dad, Henry, who also appears in the show a lot, was a cop, and he sort of raised Sean to have these enhanced, um, you know, observational skills. So, you know, he would sit him down in a room, <laughs> he'd put a blindfold or something, and he'd say, Sean, how many hats are in the room? And he'd have to remember everything, or he would say, you know, look at that person, you know, tell me what what's happening. And he'd say, you know, oh, look at his hands. Okay, he has, like, calluses on his hand so he just started playing guitar you know things like that Mm -hmm. so henry sort of taught sean how to be a detective and i think in the pilot like sean sees like something on tv like on the news and he like notices something and he calls in a tip with the police and the police like whoa how did you know that and he's like um i'm a psychic and i think that's sort of how if I'm remembering, they try to arrest him at first, and he's like, "I'm a psychic," because they're like, "How would like the only way you would know any of this is if you committed the crime?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a psychic." But um, so the whole show, you know, is Sean and his best friend Gus going around solving crimes. I think they both bring um their own unique talents to the table. Sean has these, you know, enhanced observational skills, so he can notice little things and like you know do a lot of that and and gus is a pharmaceutical salesman so he knows all about uh different drugs and medicines and all that so if you know there's a pill that the victim had uh gus can analyze it and say oh this is this kind of medicine to treat this it's like oh you can only get that here blah 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 and gus also has uh enhanced sense of smell guy's super sniffer so <laughs> i think that combined with his pharmaceutical knowledge sort of helps him sniff out like different chemicals and different things so he can food. be like food and <laughs> like he can like smell something and be like oh there's this certain chemical on the sh- victim shirt so they must have been over at this place and then you know going back and forth but uh I think they make a good team. I was like, together, they make the ultimate detective. <laughs> yeah, yes. like, there's a big, like, Gus is the straight man, I guess, to Sean, except also not sometimes. He's very much, like, reluctant to come and go on these adventures, at least at first. And But he's also, like, just as goofy as Sean sometimes. Like, they'll, they have their own little running gags and little things that they do. Um, and they have the coolest car in the world, the Blueberry, which I've got <laughs> on my computer on a sticker. <laughs> um <laughs> 
every time we see a car that is the color even close to the color blue we're like hey it's the blueberry yeah. <laughs> and it's like no <laughs> um but yeah there's some other characters matthew you want to talk yeah, a little bit about that um the other characters within the police department i think i believe she's introduced in the first episode i'm sure or like the the first like the pilot's weird cuz it's i know like there's a different partner that Lasseter has there like a different police department i think like the second episode mm-hmm. is where it starts to like just feel normal yeah um uh, i think i thought in the first episode spoilers i suppose uh like something Lasseter's old partner i think maybe it was his wife or something yeah and then they found out that she that they were together and they weren't allowed to be together or something yeah so she got transferred or whatever something like that but as it's as it would stay for the rest of the series um there is two there are two very important uh detectives within the police department uh detective Juliet O'Hara and then also detective Carlton Lasseter uh, Juliet O'Hara is this very badass, very straight, very stoic uh, detective who is very well versed and is extremely good at solving crimes. I mean, she doesn't have any particular enhanced ability, but she is very good. Mm-hmm. And um, she, her like most defining trait is her like uh, you know focus on honesty in her her life in general she had a rough childhood and her father is is uh not a good dude yeah pretty much all her family members suck (laughs) (laughs) they so she has like a predisposition towards um honesty and and that's something that really comes up a lot especially on episodes that really focus on her or characters that are important to her or from her family. There's a couple episodes where there are family members. I think her brother is is John Cena. Her brother, yeah. John Cena. There's is a her John, brother. John yep. Cena character. He is around for a couple episodes, but mm. um, every single episode she has kind of like a messed up family and a messed up past. But for some reason, she. I mean, I guess she like finds finds joy in the police department, and then. Sean and Gus, they're they're quite close as well with her. So she also has is a little bit more forgiving of their antics, unlike our other character, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Detective Carlton Lasseter, who is this very he's a like typical tough guy cop with zero emotion, and always ready to fire his yeah, weapon. Yeah, he always has his his gun. Loaded and ready to be fired. He does love his guns. He, <laughs> he uh, yeah, he takes his job extremely seriously and doesn't even probably wouldn't even talk about anything else if mm-hmm. he had an option. So it's kind of the the, the exact opposite of Sean and Gus in mm-hmm. the sense of like how to solve crimes because they're very he's very played by the rules and you know very serious and doesn't make jokes and yeah. does his thing while they are the total opposite of you know yeah. guys who crack jokes they're goofy they just have fun and i guess they're both and you know <coughs> he's a good detective so he solves crimes but obviously Sean and Gus like solve a good chunk of crimes as well so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird com- it was like a weird uh like oxymoron they're, <laughs> like they're two different characters. Up each other like 
the like Sean and Gus will usually be like a couple steps ahead of him, and he'll get mad about that. So he'll try to like double his efforts to solve the crime. I, and I think the thing about Lassie that's Lassie. that's uh, Sean and Gus's nickname for Carlton Lasseter. They call him Lassie. I think uh, one of Lassie's defining traits is that like because he's like head detective of the department, he and he's getting one up by this random uh, guy who says he's psychic, but Lassie doesn't really believe him. Um, he's always trying to. Uh, impress everybody and he just like he wants to feel like important because he's like I'm head detective I should be the one solving the crimes not this random guy so whenever he gets one up by Sean you know he like feels jealous and he's like you're not like legit detective and he like doesn't believe he's psychic and all that and um it's so it's just sort of like they like butt heads a lot and I think Sean sometimes kind of like lets Lassie win because he knows that like Sometimes Lassie just, like, needs to win. I think there are, like, a couple episodes where, like, Sean solves the crime, but he sort of, like, lets Lassie take the win, and then everyone's like, oh, good job, Lassiter. And then Sean's like, yeah, good job, Lassie. You deserve this. And so I think even though Sean and Gus like to troll uh, Lassie a lot, I think they do, like, care about him. And I think sort of this show is all about like the relationships between characters. I think that's another thing that makes it good apart from like the funny parts or like the crazy murder crime things, just sort of like the show has a lot of heart, which I really appreciate. Um, one thing I kind of realized when you were talking about Jules, um, like she has the rough, like she has like a rough family or whatever background, but she doesn't fall into like, the crime show woman detective stereotype that I've seen, like, the, like, starter pack memes where it's, um, the, like, person on the detective team is a woman. She's like, I grew up with five brothers, so I always had to fight for the last pizza slice. And, like, <laughs> they always have an alcohol problem, and they always, like, there's very much these ingrained tropes within crime shows that women fall into, and Jules, like, breaks all of them pretty much. She's mm-hmm. very much, like, she's a badass, like you said. She is also like extremely caring and uh like loyal and cares about like honesty and everything like that um she's definitely like a departure from the typical character which i like a lot yeah i think all of them are are uh different takes on like it, it you could have very very easily made this show where every character is exactly what you expect them to be and it's lame and it's not funny mm-hmm. but i think that that's kind of like one of the joys of the show is each character also you know like any other show that's long lasting like character development and relationship growing as well but how each character kind of is it takes a different spin on what you might expect out of a character from who's in the position that they're in i think that's a really really cool and i think that the writers did a really really good job of writing the characters to be that so Mm -hmm. it's very cool also i think what really helps us out i think the the actors that play these characters are just fantastic uh we got james rode rodriguez uh who plays sean i think he does a really good job of being goofy i think him and uh dule hill who plays gus they have such good chemistry um let me interrupt you for one second i saw an ad on television for i want to say is hallmark but like one of those channels there's a television Mm. show called a million little things mm. and i don't um i don't know anything about it but i saw the trailer and james, james rode rodriguez was is a character in the show and i don't think as far as i'm aware from what i could tell from the the advertisement it didn't look like a comedy it looked like a 
a romantic <laughs> show. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know anything about it, but I thought it was kind of funny the other day I saw an ad and I was like, hey, I, mm. I know that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, James Rodriguez, Rodriguez and Dooley Hill have great chemistry. Um, Maggie Lawson, who plays Juliet, and uh, Timothy O'Mudson, who plays Lassie, they also have great chemistry. I just love Tim O'Mudson. I love Tim Gallivant. That's He's another a, show yeah. everybody should watch, but... I don't think that's available anywhere anymore. Rip. Because it got taken down in September, I think. Yeah, people are, like, trying to get it up on Disney+. Plus. We'll see. Ooh, um, we'll see. But... But, yeah, I think just the actors who play them are really good, and they... The, I think the core... This is, like, the core four of the show. I think they all have great chemistry, and they all, like, really work well together. Yeah, and the side characters are great, too. Like, there's ones that they don't show up all the time, but when they do, they do, like, a good job. There's... Woody Strode, the the coroner or the, like the mortician, mm-hmm. um, who is just <laughs> insane, like, extremely chaotic he's, character. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> extremely chaotic, but he's also hilarious. Um, Chief Karen Vick, uh, who Kristen Nelson <laughs> is, I feel like the most kind of like hard ass, uh, even like more than Carlton sometimes in the police department, but she's also like. The police department's her family, so she cares about them. It'll sometimes bend the rules to let them get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Buzz McNabb, oh. who is like the he's the little puppy of the police department, basically of a of a of a cop. He, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's always just getting into stuff. Um, and um, there's not many others, but I think those are probably the most recurring. Oh, you talked about Henry. Yeah, Henry. Oh, Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Henry's sort of like the mentor character i think um like he does get like his own episode sometimes but usually um sean visits henry at his house and henry's like sean you're supposed to mow my lawn and he's like dad i need you to help me solve this crime <laughs> that's really how most of the episodes go and then henry he uses his cop experience to sort of help sean like l- like lead him into the right direction yeah. he so, also has like a lot of connections <laughs> so there's some times where mm-hmm. Sean will have a piece of evidence that he discovered before the police did, and he'll bring it to his dad and say, hey, dad, can you get this sent to the lab and give me the results really quickly yeah. so I can say that I figured it out psychically. So then he has, like, oh, yeah, I have a friend in a lab in, in San Francisco. And Sean. He, Sean. Yeah, Sean. and then he's like, he comes back with the results so that Sean can say that he discovered it psychically when really he just used typical mm-hmm. police methods. It's kind yeah. of funny. And he's always, like, Henry's always a big curmudgeon with a, with a heart of gold. And he's very cantankerous. Um, <laughs> I just love the words that you just used to describe him. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but um, another thing that I really like about this compared to, like, I'm just going to keep like, comparing to other shows, I guess, but I feel like a typical cop show, it's they go, they find the body, and then they just start, they go to the places where the victim was, they just interview everyone, and then there's some revelation and they figure something out. And then there's, like, a shootout. And, and the, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much, what, that's am exactly I wrong? Right. Um, like, there's always the cold open where, like, someone's working, like, at a dock, and they open the shipping container, and there's, like, a dead body, and then they mm. scream, and then it's, the like, opening. But, um... Dun-dun. <laughs> um, but in this show a lot of times sean and gus like there's still that type of stuff with the police in the show and even sean and gus go like interview people but there's a lot of getting deep into like whatever the victim was involved in the best example i think is there's a couple ones like where sean joins a uh like 
Spanish soap opera oh. um, or Sean and Gus go on the equivalent of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette on the show. That's like they, mm-hmm. they, there's one where Sean uh, like checks into a mental institution to find out something going on there. So like they're not just going in from the outside. They're getting involved and they're doing these crazy things. They go to Comic-Con. They like mm-hmm. pretty much any type of scenario you could think of, I feel like they cover in the show at some point. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. usually very funny to watch. Yeah, and I think um, because there are, like, so many scenarios, I think there are a lot of episodes that sort of, like, pay homage to some of these cop shows, but also to, like, other types of shows and movies and such. Like, there's one episode where they're sort of investigating a new revelation in a really old crime, so they have all these, like, flashbacks to, like, you know, whatever was it like 50s oh yes uh, like um, like yeah sort of like 50s type uh flashbacks where it's all the same characters like actors but they're playing like old characters so like uh sean's like a mobster and gus is like a like a prince type or more like a michael jackson type singer and like lassie's like a dorky detective yeah it's it's just a lot of fun but they they have a lot of these uh a lot of pop culture references which i think is sort of like a, another big chunk of the show because uh sean and gus are just they're dorks that love um they just like love pop culture and they like reference it a lot they like talk all about movies and how like a specific situation is like a movie so that would make sean this character and gus this yeah. character and gus is like why am i this character and it's just you know a lot of fun you know, or it's always like they're making jokes and Sean makes a reference a joke that's a reference to a movie and then the, the people who are there are like I don't understand it and yeah. I feel like that represents I feel attacked by that as well that's what I do all the time so. yeah <laughs> um, you you brought up like they have those a lot of like concept episodes that mm. reminds me of community in a way where mm. they're mm-hmm. They have the form, like, there's a formula to the show a lot of times. Yeah. Like, Sean will show up at the scene, last it'll be like, go away. They come anyway. They go to Henry at some point to get help. Like, there is the formula, but, and the Sean's psychic revelation, of course, at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, but they do have a lot of these concept episodes where the formula is broken or it's just even more crazy mm. than usual, like the flashback episodes. Um, <laughs> Or there's one episode where they are, like, investigating a murder in, like, a mansion, and it's, like, Clue. Yeah. And it's also, mm-hmm. like, Clue, whereas there are a couple different endings in the episode, I think. I think, yeah, and the audience, like, voted or something. Yeah, like, when the when the, audi- the episode first premiered. There's, so. there's that episode where <laughs> Sean <laughs> and Gus and Carlton and Lassie and Woody wake up like without any memory oh, of something oh, that's a and great then it's the hangover. and then they kind of like <coughs> solve the case but like in reverse yeah so i don't know there's like, like the hangover. it's like a not it, there's a formula but if you can, if you think about like other shows like there's a formula and the episodes are all kind of structured exactly the same or there's definitely like spins on the typical mm-hmm. on what you might expect out of an episode yeah. there's even like the episode where they there's like a wild wild <laughs> west like uh reenactment or something and mm. then they're like the whole episode is is western theme like it's mm. just i don't know they do a really good job of making plots and building settings and backgrounds mm. that are that are are different and and are unique in yeah. every episode it keeps it fresh compared to 
I'm sorry, like some of these other shows, like they, it's the same thing every time. I also feel mm. like there's very little character growth in those shows compared to this show where across the seasons, if you look at season two versus season eight, it's completely different with the characters' relationships yeah. and their their mm. traits and growth. Like I think, I think Sean gets a lot of character growth because he sort of goes from this like, like oh I'm going to be a fun psychic and you know show off and solve crimes, but then as the show goes on, he's like. I need to like take some responsibility. Like these are like real, cr- real criminals. They're out here like hurting people. And I think some of like the bigger, like more serious episodes where Sean sort of realizes like this isn't just a joke. Like people's lives are at stake. Yeah. And I think like the like the Mister Yang episodes, which I don't think we should talk about too much because mm, I think you just yeah. need to watch that. But the, I think that's an example of like Sean like sort of snaps back into reality like I need to like like the, the stakes are really high I need to like solve this crime like no bullcrap you know <laughs> I don't want to swear um, there's also a lot of really good guest stars on this show like oh more goodness. than you'd think um, <laughs> like almost I feel like almost every episode they have a, a guest star that like you know and compared to like there's big shows that don't have guest star like i think the fourth episode of the show george takei's in it um (laughs) like even like john cena william shatner wayne brady um, wayne brady uh christopher uh, lloyd christopher lloyd i forget Mm. what the guy's name is from the princess bride who plays despero oh Um, uh, i think it's like carrie elwes or something yeah ali sheedley from tear for fears yeah Oh yeah, the guy. What's his name? Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith. Kurt Smith from from shows up several times. They, they, <laughs> Tim Curry. They like. Tim, they like. Yeah. Uh, oh, they have Tears so for Fears a lot. They do. Yeah. <laughs> and the ghost stars get like really into it. Um, mm-hmm. Really into it. And Christian, I think you had written on here about a lot of musical elements of the show. You want to talk about that a little bit? <clears throat> oh sure. Um, so uh, throughout the show, there are a lot of you know kind of song things like there's one episode called American Duos which is like sort of play on like the American Idol type thing where Sean and Gus are protecting and that's actually it's uh, Tim Curry who's one of the who's like the Simon Cowell type uh, uh, judge and someone's trying to like kill him so Sean and Gus go undercover as participants on the show to sort of you know figure out who's trying to kill him but uh, they sort of they're like we have to like succeed in the show to like stay undercover. So they like work on all these songs and their final performance um, after the crime is solved, they sing shout by tears for fears. And it's really, really good. <laughs> um, there's another episode where Gus uh, has an acapella group called black Acapella, or as Sean wants to rename it quarter black, which doesn't make sense because <laughs> it's three black guys and Sean. Um, but then, so they like sing a number and then there's a whole, musical episode called psych the musical um starring i forget his name but anthony, he's Rapp. anthony Rapp from rent and he i think he helped write a lot of the songs and you discover like the whole main cast can like sing really well yes um and that's has like you know that's several numbers and that's sort of like a broadway themed mystery where they're like investigating like um a murder in like a broadway show and then they like have to like perform the show or whatever it's I don't know, but I think a lot there's a lot of little sing-songy things where they they just do like little it's not really like a big focus of the show but it's something I appreciate a lot 
just sort of little musical elements throughout the show. Hey, suck it. You suck it. Suck it. Uh, they <laughs> they do they, sound like, like that. They just sort of like sing a lot. Um, I want to do that. I want to use that as a transition to a lot of just, there are just a lot of like inside jokes between Sean and Gus that sort of define their friendship. Like they say a lot of things. Um, I don't know. Like, I think we kind of mentioned before, um, whenever Sean introduces himself and Gus to a, you know, someone they're trying to interview for the crime, he'll start, he'll be like, my name is Sean Spencer. This is my partner. And then he just makes up a name and Gus always goes along with it. Like, in the American Duos episode, uh, he was like, my name is Sean Spencer, and this is Gus TT Showbiz. And then Gus is like, the extra T stands for extra talent. And like, <laughs> that's just sort of like, Gus is sort of like the more serious side of the duo, but he also like plays into the jokes a lot. Like uh, sometimes Sean has a psychic episode and Gus is like, don't worry guys, just have the psychic episode. And uh, he would be like, I need my magic head. And he like <laughs> stroke, uh, Gus's bald head and Gus would just sort of go along with it and I don't know he sort of plays into it but yeah Gus is also very much like a ladies uh hopeless romantic not even a ladies man because he'll like he does a little he does a little thing with his like his nose and like Mm -hmm. he'll like do a thing with his thumb and his nose when he sees a a girl he likes or he'll he'll use uh Pluto as a pickup line he's like like, you hear about Pluto that's messed up, right? And he's he very much fails, and there's a huge trope that pretty much every girl who ends up liking him is, like, the villain of the episode. Or just insane. Or just insane, yeah. Um, That's kind of funny. Yeah, and then there's, um, there's little things, like, they'll do fist bumps, like, where they'll, like, mm-hmm. well, start charge it up and then release it. Or, or they'll, um, like, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> or they'll be, like... Uh, like Sean will say, Gus, don't be a uh, blank, and he would like make up some like weird thing. He'd be like, Gus, don't be the very modern, or what is it? Uh, don't be the, don't be the, the oh, very crap. model of a modern major general, or don't just be, don't be the common earth, wind, and fire, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, don't be exactly half of an eleven and ha- eleven pound ham, or something. Don't be a gooey chocolate chip cookie. There's just like a lot of those. So there's a lot of just like Sean says funny things to Gus. But it's yeah. it's fun, and yeah, there's gag like there's <laughs> there's some gags that like get moved over to some character like there's Sean says I've heard it both ways a lot when mm. he mispronounces something and someone's like it's that he's like I've heard it both ways mm-hmm. and there like there's a couple times where last year Jules uses that <laughs> and that like mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, like bleed say something over like of... um, Sean I'll say like a revelation or he'll make like a point and then. Lastly, you'll say something like, well, this is the truth, and no, you haven't heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely a lot of, like, fun gags that sometimes you see them come, and sometimes they're, like, out of nowhere, and they're amazing. Um, mm-hmm. um, I remember one one thing. I think it's from the movie, and I think it was in the trailer for the movie, or the first movie, you know, uh, Sean and Gus are going into, like, a mental hospital, and they're hearing, like, creepy weird like moaning sounds and then so it's like suspenseful music when sean turns around he's like gus are you playing pokemon go and he's like there's a charmander around here hold on (laughs) and i think you know even though the show came out you know a little bit ago and the the two movies sort of came out more recently they sort of update their repertoire of pop culture references that i can appreciate uh i like uh sean mentions Phineas and ferb a lot yeah like he he says that um he bases his british accent on Phineas. Our Ferb's grandfather, or <laughs> something like that, and it was fun. Yeah, um, 
I want to touch a little. You said uh, talk about Gus's romance. I think uh, there are a lot of funny romance fails in this show. I think Lassiter doesn't have very good luck with romance because, as we said, like the first episode, he was like sleeping with one of his coworkers. And I think he was having an affair. He might right? have been. I and then remember. his wife divorced him. So throughout the whole show, he's sort of also kind of a hopeless romantic in a way, but also that kind of conflicts with his serious, um, no funny business side. And he has trouble finding romance, but um, he's very like, I don't care about anything other than my job yeah. like when I'm working. So then there's like, there are episodes earlier at the, towards the end of the show. Another character is introduced, but, um, like, he'll just, like, Gus will be, you know, trying to get with a girl or something, and then it's, like, Lasseter is this guy who just, like, doesn't have any care for for that mm. particular aspect of his life. Or when he does try, he just fails spectacularly. Like, his way, his, his, he thinks that, like, showing off how to take apart his gun and put it back together is like impressive mm-hmm. to a woman <laughs> or like that's like a good pickup yeah because i think that's his sort of whole persona is like i'm good at my job so then he'll be like hey ladies look i'm good at my job isn't that impressive or like he'll be like this is my gun collection and <laughs> ladies will be like that's really weird um or he's like here's my uh my wall of victims that i've arrested look how many people i've arrested and he's like okay that's weird he's like It'll be like, oh, this one was, you know, like a serial killer, and I'll tell you all about him. <laughs> oh, something we didn't mention about Gus. Gus is a tap dancer. Oh, yeah. I think that's sort of, he just does that a lot. I don't know. He also subscribes to Safe, uh, like Safe Crack. There are like all saves. these little tiny, like, intricacies and quirks that these characters have that seem meaningless, but they sort of help out in the plot. Um,. Down the line in like a random episode, like the whole like he subscribes to safe cracking magazines or whatever, and then they have to like crack open the safe, and he's like, I know, he's like, he knows the specific model of the safe. He's like, I haven't seen one of these in a while. This is really cool. <laughs> and, he's like, he gets excited by extremely mundane things. Mm-hmm. Like um, he loves astronomy and Pluto. Yeah. Um, what else does he love? I don't know. He likes to eat a lot. Like he, he does. They these, do eat a lot. They do eat Church a lot. Chicken. Oh. The pineapple, that's a running gag in the show. Just a pineapple shows up. And I think that's sort of like is the one thing that's most associated with the show is the pineapple. They always, I think, is it every episode? I think there's a hidden pineapple. There's a hidden pineapple in, in every single episode. Because sometimes there's it's like obvious, an early episode where he was like, Sean was like, sorry, slice this up for the that's road the or something. Episode, is it the first episode? That's what I thought. So I think that's kind of like... Like, a lot of the merchandise and, and, like, advertising is all kind of centered around the pineapple as well. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, moving on uh, in terms of romance, I think a big thing is definitely Sean and Juliet, will they, won't they? We're not going to tell you. But it, I think that's a big part of the show, just sort of, you know, Sean is sort of... He's a bit of a lady... Like, he tries to be a ladies' man, and he kind of is a little flirty with any of, like, the women that he meets during investigations, but he always... He finds more success than... He probably ends up finding more success than Gus does. Yeah, he's just more, yeah, he's extremely confident. Yeah, uh, but uh, the one thing, the one person he, he can't ever seem to get is Juliet, because Juliet's like, good job, Sean. 
no, I'm rejecting you. And, and he's got a little crush on her, too. He does have, like, a crush on her, even though he, like, flirts with all these women. And, like we said, more successful than Gus. He always he always tries to get with Juliet. It just never, never works. Yeah. My... When I, <laughs> I, a scene that I really like is early in the show when he almost, like, goes in to kiss Juliet <laughs> when they're late at night at the at the precinct. And he, like, gets in and she's like, what are you doing, Sean? And he's like, um... I call this close talking. Very close talking. And it, that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, but, yeah, there, there's always a big will-they-won't-they they throughout the show. He's always trying to, like, impress her. Or he, like... If she's in danger, he's really, like, worried and upset. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we're coming close to the end. I want to talk about the theme song a little bit. Oh, we haven't touched oh on that. so fire. Um, it's amazing. It's actually... it's. I think written by the person who made the show, like Steve Franks. Really? I think he's in that, that band he's is like in the his band. band. Um, I guess the Friendly Indians. The Friendly, the friendly Indians, Indians, yeah. yeah. But there's a extremely fire theme song at the beginning of the show. Um, it's got like a full on, sometimes with like a minute long, usually like a 30 second theme song where they're mm. going through like a compilation of the characters doing wacky stuff. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And it goes like, I know that you know that I'm not telling the truth. And they mix it up for special episodes. There's one where they sing it in Spanish. In a Spanish soap opera episode. Or they have, like, Christmas variations. Mm-hmm. Or in the Black Capella episode, they it's an acapella cover. It's Boys to Men, I Boys think. to Men, yeah. And then I think there's one in the, like... Oh, there's one where they do a parody of The Shining. And they do, yeah. like, sort of an old-style, creepy rendition of the And there's the song. a Twin Peaks one, too. Yes. Um, but there's, there's, yeah, so there's yeah. tons of variation. There's an episode where... There was like, they went to some kind of, I guess it was like a show or like a concert where there was like, um, like a bunch of belly dancers that's, and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was trying so to remember. So the theme was, was the theme song was like had like an Indian flair to it, which is really cool. Mm. There's a, there's one in like Chinese or something too. There is or there Japanese, is. I forget. Oh, when they go to like the the samurai thing, yeah, mm-hmm. sword. It's a great episode. Yeah, there's a lot of. A lot of different variation. There's no German one, unfortunately. Oh, but I can write that one myself. <laughs> um, yeah. um, okay, so I think we're getting to the end, so we can start wrapping up. So, just a little description: Why should the why should you, the listeners, watch Psych? What do you guys think? Um. Well, shout out to my my dad. He's <laughs> the one who shout introduced out. me to this show. Yeah. I don't know. We started watching it together. I don't know why, but um, but thanks. Um, I think the show is well. It's really really good for a couple of reasons. It is a parody, or it takes a spin on like a very common genre idea, and kind of like turns it on its head to a certain extent, which is very entertaining and very fresh. It's very funny, so that that helps. It's also extremely easily digestible. Yes. If you, I feel like you could watch. 10 episodes in one sitting and not really bad an eye about it but it's also like it's also a show where you could kind of pick today I'm watching season 3 episode 6 and it's still funny and it doesn't like you don't feel like you're kind of missing out on the on the plot as well so I think it's it's an interesting plot idea it's funny and it's easy digestible those are my three main points mm-hmm. yeah. um, um Red Will what do you think yeah, I agree with the easily digestible. Usually, one of the reasons it takes me a long time to watch shows is because, like, I need to be in the mood to watch it. Like, if, I'm, if I've am i had, like, a rough day or a busy day, I don't want to sit down and watch something really stressful or, mm-hmm. like, super 
super deep or like intense so i think this is a good balance of not just being pure fluff but it's it's still engaging it's still got a good plot but it's also funny and uh it's almost just kind of like relaxing to watch um and i agree the characters i mean it's it's hilarious the the characters are all great and it's just it's more entertaining to me than just a typical cop drama or like hospital show or something like that but it still mm-hmm. falls into that genre so it's a i don't know it's a new spin new spin mm-hmm. that's why you should watch it um so matthew shout out his dad i'm gonna shout out my mom for introducing me to like we all sort of watched it as a family when i was younger like we have the entire series on dvd and like we would all watch it together and that was a lot of fun so shout out mom and i guess the rest of my family but um i think one thing that i really like i you know i agree with what you guys said i really like the pop culture references because i'm sort of a big geek and i sort of that's sort of in the way that i talk i sort of speak in pop culture references sometimes so i like appreciate that but uh one thing that i really like about the show is sort of it's interactive in a way kind of like scooby you know in scooby-doo you sort of they like lay all the clues and like you can sort of solve it but then like usually at the end of a scooby-doo episode they like reveal all these things that you wouldn't have known in the episode but like i think in psych sort of it lays everything out and you can sort of predict like i think it's this uh, person and then like a new piece of evidence is like oh i i think i'm right i think it's this person and then the reveal at the end you're like whoa i was right so it's sort of like <laughs> you can you can sort of solve the crime along with sean and it's just so fun to watch it's it so entertaining to see gus and sean just sort of goof off while lassie gets all mad and juliet's like oh sean ha 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 or whatever and then, <laughs> that's then pretty good the that's chief really is like Mr. Mr. Spencer, Mr. Guster, get back to work or whatever. And they're like, yes, sir. <laughs> it's just, um, it's just fun to watch. And, you know, it's, it's these like serious crimes. Like there's murder, there's, um, I don't know, suicide and all murder. that. And there's yeah. just a lot of different crimes, but it's just fun to watch them, you know get justice in you know a kind of comedic way so mm. it's not formulaic it never really gets boring it's just always fun yeah right? so that's I, why you should watch psych i have to agree i think i i identify with the characters a little too much they're a little too <laughs> similar to my own life you know, like, oh, right. yep. wait a second yep. you know that's <laughs> why right. is like i know i know too much music information i know too much information <laughs> about movies it's like oh okay. <laughs> yeah um so that wraps us up thank you guys for listening i'm gonna plug some of our i'm gonna start plugging all of our outlets now so if you enjoyed uh check us out on instagram and twitter at wc in the morning Mm -hmm. uh we post fun little pictures and updates there we have a a youtube channel now it's just will and christian the morning on youtube that's where the the full video of the brental floss interview is Mm -hmm. and i think we're going to be posting this on there we'll Um, be posting more stuff on the youtube channel as well yeah so just follow us everywhere uh rate us on spotify and, and apple podcasts mm-hmm. uh tell tell your friends about it spread the word uh, yeah, people spread the word. um matthew thank you for coming back yes, thank you matthew oh, always a pleasure to have it you. is it's always a pleasure to be here thank you oh, wow. uh, and thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next time happy halloween happy halloween boo, boo. <laughs> all right bye-bye <laughs>